All right, Ruchi, Ruch, Ruch, we're about to uh, chat to our good friend Bharat Sundaras, and we know he's on the phone at the moment. I think you'll enjoy listening to this. Travis Head, 109 of 67 deliveries. Let's have a listen to Trav doing his work. Halfway up the Himalayas, that's where it went. 90 metres, that one, up upper deck, he would call that. The second tier of that stand over wide, long on. It's just absolutely savage. The duck ball was only providing momentarily, momentarily an ease. That is magnificent striking once again. That is taken off. Look at that, my goodness. That is high and hard and all the way into the grandstand again from Travis Head. He is not holding back. Well, what a way to bring up a hundred in your very first World Cup game. Travis Head, his fourth one-day international century and probably none better than we've seen today. Power, placement and precision from Travis Head. Absolutely superb. Yeah. 109 of 67 deliveries. Some were a little nervous about putting him back into the lineup and messing with a winning formula as we now go to India with Bharat Sundarasan. You weren't in that camp, though, were you, Bharat? Never. Um, uh, I mean, look, uh, I did, uh, as famously you put it many, many times, played a big role in him not getting that first game <laughs> yeah, in Nagpur yeah, earlier yeah. this year. But, but I, I, I always believed in our Travis and the, you know, just the way he's been batting in One Day Cricket in the last uh, eighteen or so months, and we've seen him do that for the Redbacks so many times in uh, in Marsh Cup and other white ball tournaments. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it was a gamble. It was a gamble that Australia took by bringing just fourteen fit members here to. Uh, Australia, uh, but and then yeah, I mean then Travis Head just saunters in and uh, produces that. I mean it was not just that it was a, an aggressive hundred, but it was a special special knock, uh, which we would be speaking a lot more of if not for how special special a match it proved to be. Mm. In terms of what Travis Head now does to change the whole dimensions of this World Cup, where do you rank it? Oh, right up there, uh, right. Uh, so Australia, even in the last three games leading into this one, seemed to be ticking boxes, seemed to be getting better and better uh, at, at different aspects of uh, of the context, mm -hmm. uh, whether it was David Warner scoring 100 after 100 or Mitchell Marsh getting some runs. Uh, Steve Smith got some runs against, uh, uh, against Pakistan as well. Uh, and it, things seem to be coming together. Adam Zampa amongst the wickets, Pat yeah. Cummins with his off-cutters. Uh, but if there's one thing they needed, it was uh, uh, Travis Head coming in there and mm. kind of not just justifying the selector's decisions, uh, but also telling the rest of the of the pack that, look, Australia are at their dangerous best. I was listening to Mark Taylor on uh, the Channel 9 Sports Show and uh, he was disappointed with the way Mitchell Marsh went in about it, uh, going in at number three and uh, going into his shell. He said, that's not what we want from a number three. Well, Steve Smith will say, push me up at number three. That's my position. I want it. I won't be, uh, I won't do what Mitchell Marsh did. But I mean, in Mitchell Marsh's defense, the pitch did slow down. Um, and I kind of understood what he was trying to do. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't breaking free like we expect him to, uh, or like he has been at the top of the order. But um, uh, Glenn Phillips, was, you know, yes, he's, he was a part-timer, but he was bowling really well. And he had two overs left. So the plan clearly was that, okay, I'm going to play him off. And then as soon as the fast bowlers come back on that pitch, I'm going to go after them. And you could see that in the first two shots he attempted of Trent Bolt. It just didn't come off. I think it was just one of those days. I know he's been criticized a lot 
for the way he went about it. But he's been in great form. He was just coming off his first World Cup hundred as well. Don't forget. So, um, yeah, I think we need to be a little more patient with Mitchell Marsh. But that's the thing with Mitchell Marsh, right? People change opinions about him uh, very, very quickly. Okay, so Australia's worked out its opening pair. What do we do with the middle order? Um, I think Marcus Stone is the the moment he's fit. Uh, we're still unsure about what really happened. He, they said it was a calf strain, but mm. I was at training, obviously, and I saw he was. Uh, uh, he seemed to be in a good, uh, a, a good to go, really. I mean, he had a long ball and a long hit on the eve of the match. Uh, but then, I guess Manus Labuschagne played mainly because Marcus Stoinis wasn't fit, and also because maybe the Australian selectors mm. at the moment have uh, lost faith in Cameron Green yeah. and said, uh, you know what, he's not looking at his best, so it's best to just. Uh, leave him out for now, and that's the only way I, I could see Manus playing, uh, as well as he's been batting overall. Uh, but I think the best eleven Australia can put on the field would be when Stoinis comes back. He's at seven, um, Smith at four, Maxwell and Inglis in the middle. Okay. So England have been absolutely awful in Awfully terms of their indeed. World Cup defence. In any man's yeah. language, any person's language, they've been terrible. But they look like they gave themselves a chance last night against India, restricting them to about two hundred and thirty. Oh. But the gee, they were awful. Are they? They're not going to turn it around on Saturday night against Australia, are they? Mm. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, every time, and that's the thing with this England team. Uh, not just like in between matches, but even during matches, you think that uh, oh, oh, okay, if it's not uh, Root uh, and uh, someone else at the top, uh, Milan at the top, someone else will come good. Stokes mm. will come good. Root will come good. Livingston will good come good. But they no, none of them do. I mean, they've been bowled out within 33 overs in three games in one tournament. Never happened before in one day cricket. Um, that's how terrible they've been. Um, I don't see um, them really, you know, uh, turning things around against Australia, like I said. But uh, I mean, having said that, you know. It, because it's England-Australia and because we've had that Ashes series and because books have been written about mm. it, uh, there'll be a lot of uh, argy-bargy leading into that game. But once the game begins, I just think Australia are too good for them. And England, yeah, I mean, I, I, if anything, uh, you know, it's, it would be better off to just pack them off uh, and not even like, you know, uh, because what, what, what have they contributed to this World Cup, uh, But if anything at all? Bharat, you'll tell me that this is the ultimate proof that India, not the ICC, do run cricket. But why is it that when <laughs> every team comes to the World Cup and they just get the same uniform to wear, and I know they can hide their sponsor's logo on the uh, sleeve, India's allowed to have its full marketing power on its uniform? Why do they have to have an exception to everyone else? Um, unfortunately, they run run the sport. I, I mean, uh, whichever <laughs> way you look at it, I mean, it's just a, just the fact. And we've spoken about uh, this aspect of world cricket from different angles, right? Mm. Where it's headed, where it is, where it was. Um, it's just the fact that they 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 will continue to get away with uh, a lot of things uh, uh, purely because that's just how India. Or when when Indians have power, that's just how it is, and uh, uh, it also tells you how weak the ICC has become Correct. over the years. I mean, I think it's, is there even an ICC? You, yeah. you would I think wonder. It's very uh, clever of India to use the three colours for their three stripe logo for their sponsor, but hmm. why can't anyone else? Well, Rich, it's just taking advantage of the system. You've been doing it for years. You, oh, you waltz in here five minutes before <laughs> the show because you're the man to do uh, bugger all work. Oh, hey, Adam Zampa, <laughs> he's had back spasms in the last uh, four games, 15 wickets in four games. He's been superb. And, uh, you know, even in this last game two days ago, uh, twice Pat Cummins turned to him when he was desperate for a wicket. And both times he got a wicket. He got Latham out and then he got... Uh, 
Santner out later on after having already picked up a wicket, uh, got rid of the dangerous Daryl Mitchell. So uh, he's just he's such a, a, a an underappreciated uh, mm. white ball champion for Australia. Uh, you just look at his numbers in the last couple of years, and uh, he if anything, um, he would be the first bowler whose name would be inked in every time Australia play white ball cricket ahead of all the big fast bowlers and everyone else. That's just how good he is, and he's proven it after a tough beginning to this tournament. Uh, yeah, he has been in the wars, isn't he? That's why you don't see him bowl at all during training. Uh, they are like keeping him in cotton wool. Uh, but every time he has a ball in his hand in the game, he makes an impact. And he's played a huge role already in keeping Australia afloat uh, or early in the early stages. But now, you know, he's playing a key role in pushing Australia up that table. And uh, with the way Australia are going and the matches they have left compared to the matches New Zealand have got left, mm. you'd think Australia stand a really good chance of finishing third. Well, that's going to be my next question. With six matches played, three, three matches remaining for all the nations, and obviously India undefeated, South Africa won five, lost one. Then we have New Zealand at four and two, Australia at four and two. Then it drops off to Sri Lanka at two and three and uh, Pakistan at two and four. Who makes the playoffs? Uh, I think it's become really obvious that the top four teams, and in fact, uh, before the New Zealand game and the press conference, uh, I put posed a question to Pat Cummins and I said, I mean, let's face it, you guys are in the semi-final, semifinal already. And he said, I'll take it uh, on 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 on, camera, on on the mic. So he's also decided that, you know, they've made the semifinals because, yeah. um, I mean, some of the other teams have disappointed, haven't they? Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Bangladesh, mm. England, let's not even talk about them. Um, so now the big question is, uh, who finishes where? Um, so, I mean, the India-South Africa game, which is next, is a big one for that because of how incredible South Africa's run rate mm. is. Uh, net run rate is. Uh, if they do manage to beat India, then they 100% finish on top. Mm. Uh, and New Zealand have the tough, tough go from here. They have, they face South Africa next, and then they have Pakistan and Sri Lanka, who, unlike England, have played some good cricket but just haven't been good enough overall. Um, so that's not going to be easy for them. Compare that to Australia, who have England, Afghanistan, and Bangladesh. Yeah, Afghanistan will challenge them, but Bangladesh have had a poor tournament overall. Um, so you'd think Australia will finish ahead of New Zealand. Um, it's just a question of um, they'll have to sit and wait and watch what happens in that India-South Africa game. If India win, then uh, it could well be South Africa that they face in the semi-final in Calcutta. And then among the also-rans, did you take delight in seeing the Orange team, the Netherlands, rebound from that Australia smashing to beat Bangladesh? Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, give them ODI state. I mean, they already have ODI status. Let them play in the next World Cup ahead of England. That's just how good they have been. Uh, and, and I mean, we all love some England bashing, but um, you're right. It's not just the fact that they, they beat South Africa early on and they've been competitive in many games, but the fact that they have the ability and, and the belief in themselves to come back from that kind of defeat yeah. were nearly 300 runs or over 300 runs uh, to then uh, uh, take down a, a World Cup regular in, in Bangladesh in a very hard-fought game. And again, it was another comprehensive victory for the mm. Netherlands. So, mm. oh, oh, very much so. And now I think with the Champions Trophy, uh, format announced, um, obviously, by the ICC midway through the tournament, um, you almost feel like uh, you'd want them to finish in the top eight because they would rightfully have earned their spot in the Champions Trophy and maybe the likes of England or Bangladesh missing out on that. Ooh. Have you caught up with Travis Head personally and had a chat to him about his mushtaka? Of course I did. I, before <laughs> even, uh, like, I think on his first day here, uh, I, I asked him about his moustache and uh, that's also when he told me the the, uh, the lovely bit of information where uh, two days before he left, he saw his daughter Mila 
walk for the first time. I mean, that's a significant milestone for any mm-hmm. father, any parent. Uh, so perfect timing. Uh, he sees that happen and then uh, lets Jess, um, uh, let his partner Jess handle the, the, the baby running around all over the place and leaves to, for India. Now, he's he's been in great spirits and the mustache is back. Um, I did ask about it and he has said that, oh, look, well, when I'm away on tour, I don't think Jess has much of a say on it. And like the power of the mustache. There you go. The, the hundred we spoke about. Mustache. Would he have done it without that mustache? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be getting rid of it anytime shortly, whether his wife likes it or not. I really <laughs> appreciate uh, your time, Barat. So Australia and England, you don't think any problems for Australia. It scares me. Nah, don't worry. I mean, there'll be a lot of whinging and uh, you be moaning of something, you know, rooms have doors, uh, the ceiling has fans. But I, apart from that, I don't think uh, on, on, once the game <laughs> begins, I can't see England doing much to well, bother us. As long Australia. as they leave with a moral victory, what else could they ask for? <laughs> the I mean, look, the World Cup is void anyway, right? Um, I'm sure there would be some reasons for it to be void. Maybe the curry is too spicy, the hot air is yes. too humid, yes. uh, cricket's played with a white ball or whatever it is. Whatever, exactly. Hey, Brett, really appreciate your time. We we love chatting to you. We'll do it again next week. Thank you so much, guys. And I'm just three weeks away from heading back home. Oh, we look, look forward to seeing you. life, isn't it, eh? We yeah, we're about three and a oh. half weeks away from holidays. We'll Good on you, Brett. Drink a Karen Rolton Oval. Cheers, guys. Get Cheers, guys. There.